program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to In Discussion, my guest today and co-host, Randall Libera of our upcoming programming series, Visionary Entertainment. Welcome to In Discussion. I am delighted to be joined today by co-host Randall Libero of our upcoming program series, Visionary Entertainment. Randall, how are you? I'm well, David. Thanks very much for uh, inviting me to join you today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is an absolute pleasure. I thought we might start off uh, with uh, a extract of the program that we worked on together last week with uh, Vince Pace for our listeners and just uh, give them a glimpse of what we were up to. Yeah, shooting in Hollywood last Tuesday. It was uh, quite an experience. I guess you want to roll that right now? Let's go ahead and roll that, yes. Our spotlight on this program is on the new science fiction epic film, Avatar, and its groundbreaking creative 3D process. Let's join Avatar's director of photography, Vince Pace, and David in the studio. Vince, congratulations. It must have been a ride this last week. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and a fun one. Uh, so, so what have uh, been the biggest memories for you? Um, I think, you know, there's, there's two full memories, remembering everything we went through with, you know, Avatar shooting, uh, but also kind of the memory of seeing other people that are close to me watch the movie and embrace it as, a, as an entertainment piece, you know, because unfortunately we get caught up in the more, you know, smaller details of the film, and to see someone see it for the first time as, as you know, that's what I'm starting to remember, you know, that I was there when they saw that and, and witnessed that for the first time. So five years, I mean, that's a long time to work on a film, but, but then you're not just working on a film you're working on a, a whole new paradigm for the industry for the audience worldwide yeah as you, as you see avatar you you realize how many layers there really are to the to the production and so the, most of the people that have been involved with it understand that there's this tremendous horsepower going on around you and obviously you're trying to hold up your own cylinder if you will uh, in the engine but uh, uh, there's this feeling that you know you're you're a group and a team all trying to create this what about the Quite amazing uh, experience, Randall, uh, to be with Vince Pace. Uh, it's such good timing in a way, just before th this whole thing is going to break loose. How did it feel for you? It was historic. That's the only thing, the only way I can put it. We just happened to be in the right place at the right time with the right person. And audiences all over the country, all over the world for that matter, are responding to this movie in a big way. And we saw... I think not only in Avatar, but in the whole 3D process, which is really something that people are just now becoming familiar with. It's truly uh, a moment in movie history that as I look back on the history of the whole art form 
uh, from silent era to sound to uh, television to video to broadcasts, uh, movies on TV to broadcasts and movies and uh, videos on the internet. This is the next stage of where we are at. This is taking us into a whole new experience with films. And as I talk to people who watch the movie, it kind of harkened back to my, in my mind, the first time I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey, when I realized that movies can not only be just watching a movie and a story, they can be a total immersive experience. And this is what this new 3D process is holding for people in terms of where we're going into the future. And now, if you can imagine, I'll go one step further, and we'll pick up this, I think, conversation a little bit down the road. It's now going to be coming into homes because 3D televisions are coming into the consumer market. Well, our new program, uh, Visionary Entertainment, will, will feature revealing interviews with the world's top filmmakers, media pioneers, and visionaries who all are at the forefront of a powerful wave of change in mainstream motion pictures, independent films, and new media. But the, the program showcases artists, writers, technicians, who are seeking to explore new territory in their films. Uh, and in the way these films tell their stories to audiences on the big screen, TV, and especially the Internet all across the globe, uh, in the world of new media, we'll explore the people, technology, and businesses at the forefront of incredible social and cultural shifts on the Internet. And these current and emerging trends and bold innovations are pushing the edge of how we are relating to each other through the new frontier of the online media experience. Are you, Randall, ex excited about what we're going to achieve here with visionary entertainment that perhaps we haven't seen before on, on any vehicle, whether it will be television or uh, streaming on the Internet? Well, really, it's, it's where we're at in this time. There is a young generation alive today that has grown up in a technological multimedia culture that's unprecedented since the birth of the arts. And they, they have at their fingertips incredible creative tools that have the power to positively shape culture and future generations. So I think from our approach to this program that we want to reach out to this generation of budding artists and writers and show them where things are at in terms of our technology now and the art form itself of movies and media uh, because if we're going to change the culture and change our society into a more harmonious, prosperous, and peaceful one, these are the tools that we have in our hands. And we want to take our program, Visionary Entertainment, and showcase what's happening in the industry, what's happening in the arts, what's happening in culture, and bring those conversations to audiences all over the world because we're going to launch this on this radio program and also through the internet on video and also we're moving towards TV so it's this simultaneous distribution which really is the way that things are all moving now. We want to reach out to people in this forum. I'm very excited about this program because it's a culmination of a dream that I've had that I've been talking about on my program Spirit of Film Conversations with filmmakers all around the world. Well. It seems to me that it's not only the impact on filmmakers, directors, people in the business, but it's also the impact on everyday folk around the world who want to transform themselves and, and illustrate the lives that they live. And if there's a way that we can, through this programming, 
give them a, a glance, give them some information, uh, give them the background, the vision behind these professionals who work in this industry, then it's going to give them the ability, it's going to arm them with the idea that however short it is how, or, or long, they can actually produce something, deliver it through the internet, and, and that changes the world. We can all see each other far better for what we are, all see the challenges that are common to all of us. Uh, so uh, really, uh, visionary entertainment is, is accomplishing so many different things. That's right. There's a new wave of interest in more meaningful and even, I would say, uh, spiritually relevant entertainment. Audiences are seeking it, I think, even though the kind of it is not always easy to define. These are innovative and sometimes provocative films that go beyond the medium to inspire personal and social change and even spiritual transformation. And these movies by these filmmakers who are like Jim Cameron and Avatar, they give us a sense of our true potential and you can say fundamental divine nature. When we were sitting watching Avatar for you and I a couple of weeks ago for the first time, I sensed that the people that we were sitting with were connecting into something that was looking into the past, the present, and the future kind of all at the same time. And one thing I noticed in the theater, just as, as an aside, nobody got up and went anywhere. Usually you have people going, you know, going to the restroom or getting popcorn. Nobody moved for almost three hours. And usually you don't see that in the movie theater. People are chatting, talking, and, you know, whatever. Not a sound. Nobody moved. So that told me right there from observing the audience, as I like to do, as I know people in the industry do, how people are connecting to the film. Because they were having an experience. And I know since seeing the film a second time, and that was repeated, that there's something more that people are seeking from movies and media today. They've gotten past the, let's just go see a movie, where they really want something more out of it. And when they start to see 3D movies, like Avatar and, and animations that have uh, a lot of CGI films that have come out in the past several months, you're going to start to see that audiences are moving into this new phase, and which we all are, because we're immersed in this technological culture. And movies are in our lives every single day. They surround us. So we feel that our program, we want to serve the public, giving them information, giving them tools, teaching them even how to watch a movie. You know, this is two hours of your life, you have to remember. When you sit down and whether you're watching television or you're seeing a film, this is part of your life. And your time right now in terms of the pace of our culture is very valuable. So you want to get something out of the experience of watching a film where you come away with more than when you started the movie. Well, it seemed like Avatar was more like three hours. Was yeah, that, well, am three I correct? <laughs> But it opens up the doors, doesn't it? Uh, we've seen a uh, an, an outstanding film that is just uh, showing the the beginnings of this technology, and it it makes you wonder where they're going to go in, in not future years but future months. Where are these innovators like Vince Pace, Jim Cameron? Where are they going to go? And and that's what I'm going to be interested in. Um, I think that we're going to see uh, a different dynamic in storytelling. 
uh, a different dynamic in in uh, lyrical flow uh, and in uh, uh, visual uh, characteristics. So many things are going to change, and of course, who knows what's going to happen when you bring other directors into this? If you bring the Spielbergs, or uh, what is that going to do? And that's of great interest to me. And then, of course, you know, what are we going to uh, be involved in in? A year from now, it may not just be going to the theater and seeing a film in 3D. We may be able to sit at home in front of a 3D television. Um, and then, of course, that opens up the door uh, because then you're going to be exposed to uh, events, outdoor events, concerts. Um, the whole cultural stage is going to become open to us that we never had before. And I truly believe that that's going to be completely different than we've ever seen before. Uh, based upon some some work that you and I have seen, Randall, um, it, it is quite extraordinary. And, and I think that we are on the cusp of exploring and charting that with visionary entertainment that's never been done before by uh, being with them, enjoying the journey with them and see how this develops. One of the questions that we asked Vince Pace and his response I asked him about what would 3D do to show us our world? And he had an incredible response to that. Of course, I can't repeat it verbatim, but one of the things that he's excited about is to take these 3D cameras and go into the ocean and photograph the ocean world. Now, just so you understand, because if you haven't seen Avatar yet and you've seen you only your only reference point is 3D movies of the past, Forget all that. Wipe all that away because if you can imagine you were watching a 3D movie about the oceans, it's as if you're in a scuba outfit and you're right there. It's not that your experience is that you're watching a screen. You're inside of it. If you can imagine being inside something, looking at it, where you can move around in sort of a, a holographic way and you can see what's around you. And as you move and the camera moves and you follow it, it's, you're right there. And that experience is new to people. That's going to be a new experience because movies are a two-dimensional screen, whether it's television or in your home or, or a movie theater. You're separated from it. You're distanced in some way. But when you see a 3D film, it's the way that your brain is responding to the images where it's different. Your brain sees it as more of a true reality. And the cool part about 3D that I'm really excited about from some of the other clips that we saw other than Avatar, it's as if you're more than an audience, as if you're watching a live event. You're not sitting in, a, in an audience and then people are up on a stage and there's a distance there. It's as if you're standing on the stage with them and they're acting around you and they're standing right in front of you. And this is going to blow people's minds. And the educational value for that is immense. Uh, yes. for the the tools and the opportunities that come out of that and, and obviously we we can't talk about a, a certain piece that we looked at but uh, it, it, it suffice to say it was in the in in uh, a very wonderful cultural setting um, uh, based around uh, incredible choreography and just using that and being able to use that as an educational tool uh, for um, 
a huge variety of trainers, of, of, of skilled people who are doing anything from studying the art of dance to studying uh, body language. But what 3D is doing, I think, is it's going to change the way that we th we actually think. It's going to use brain cells that we would not have used in a 2D environment, uh, which actually, Randall, leads me to say that uh, <laughs> I hope, I really hope that for our listeners' sake that they don't look at Avatar in 2D. Please um, go and watch Avatar in 3D. That's an essential um, uh, a need um, because it is quite extraordinary. And, you know, where does that take us from here? I truly believe that in the next 12 months, we are going to see technology absolutely burst alive. Uh, beyond what we're seeing today, it is going to be utilized in, uh, on, on uh, stage. It's going to be utilized in television and movies, um, in uh, g games uh, that the kids play with, a whole host of things. And... and I'm so delighted that we're going to be there to chart this uh, and to have a series that really uh, gives our viewers so much information, so much hope for the world that they live in, that they can see uh, what is in technological terms being done to help us, to aid us, to become better. Uh, better human beings, more educated human beings, and to share things. Um, you know, these, this technology can be broadcast to anybody around the world, and it opens up huge uh, rays of hope for the world that we live in. Very much so. I'm very excited about the kind of way that we're taking this program where we want to look at people's experiences of how they're using media and not only just movies or watching television, but we have these you know, phones which can surf the internet and they can communicate with each other. And so there's so many places where media is in our lives. I mean, our computers are on them constantly all day long. When we're away from our computer screens, we're on our mobile devices. So these mobile devices are gonna change. And if you've been watching websites like TED, uh, TED.com, you can see some of these new developments that are happening where the idea of having a mobile phone or a computer will, the hardware will start to change where you'll actually be wearing it and you'll walk around with it. And you can project what you want to connect with where it's out in front of you and you can manipulate it with your fingers and your hands and, of course, your mind. And this is some of the things that are, that are being developed now that, are, that will be available to people. So it's very science fiction-like. If you've seen some of these movies that, uh, like Minority Report where things are being moved around in terms of technology and where we and the, and the tools of the technology are becoming more enmeshed. And this is one of the things that 3D is really incredibly, amazingly experiential with is that when we see something is that we're living inside of it. If you're seeing um, an ocean creature or you're seeing a bird or you're an aspect of the world is being reflected back to us in a way that we can experience it directly as if you had never had a chance to go there. So media is going to become more experiential. I remember reading a book back in the early 70s called Expanded Cinema. Uh, you can look it up on the internet. That was the author was Gene Youngblood. 
and it talked about films that were made during the uh, late 60s and early 70s by uh, these visionary filmmakers who were very innovative in the way that they used film and the art form of the moving image itself and its effect on the mind. And ever since I read that book when I was in high school, I started to see the potential of movies beyond the form that they were in at that time in the early 70s. And as I mentioned before, 2001 was a, was a key to seeing that for me when I was you know, when I was 12 years old. So this is the stage that, that I've been waiting for since I've been a, you know, a teenager, that the whole film industry is moving into this era, which we call, you and I are calling visionary entertainment, where the visionary aspects of how we are seeing ourselves and projecting ourselves into the future are becoming connected with the tools that we're using on an everyday basis in this digital age. Yeah, and for the for our uh, listeners, you might be... Uh uh, wondering, I'm I'm sitting here watching Randall get extremely excited about this this whole thing. I'm, I I feel like saying Randall, just calm down, calm down <laughs> a bit. <laughs> but it is that exciting, and uh, we are going to see a new era. Uh, on the p- one side, I thought I would raise here, Randall, uh, of interest is I'm going to be interested to see how storytellers and directors approach 3D. And not simply as a vehicle to complement uh, story structure uh, or visualization, but but actually use it under the right circumstances for the right purpose. And I, I wonder how many mistakes might be made in choosing 3D for the wrong principles, uh, and 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 we'll probably see that occur. I would say that's going to happen just for the effect because movies are really good at having an effect on people and the viewing experience. And there'll be filmmakers who use that and have already used it, especially like in the horror genre. But there is an aspect of 3D that can be beyond just uh, to get a response from your nervous system. And the filmmakers that see that and use it, as you say, in terms of enhancing their storytelling ability, whether it's connecting with a character or seeing through a character's eyes or being in a amazing setting where the setting itself and the art direction, the production design starts to take on a form which is beyond the experience of just seeing in a movie. In Avatar, we saw some of that. But you're in this, you're in Pandora, you're in this world, and the world in terms of the 3D has a life to it. I think it's just going to be a, a watershed for art directors and special effects people and production designers and CGI people. And as we all kind of step into this, we, Jim Cameron he put his foot in the water and said, okay, I'm going to put my foot in this 3D world and see what happens. And when we start to completely jump into it and we start to get into and swim around in it, I think there's going to be new things that are going to come of it in terms of developing new tools, new technology, even a new, I think movies will begin to metamorphosize into something that we can't even imagine at this point. I mean, we talked about holographic kind of presentations, but do you remember the movie Brainstorm Doug Trumbull made back in the, it was yeah, in the 1980s? Years ago. Years yeah. ago. Well, in that film, go look up Brainstorm. It was as if that each of us can record our experiences in doing something like in that movie playing the piano, Natalie Wood played the piano. And then Christopher Walken put that recording of her playing on the piano, which also captures her emotional state, her brain you know, waves and everything, and then he 
played that and was able to experience her feelings as she played the piano. So movies are going to start to connect where we are able to experience another person's feelings through the media itself. And that is going to change political structures, sociological structures, because we'll be able to connect in ways and know the other person because that person's experiences will be felt completely. Well, the next stage is 5D, I suppose. You've got 3D and then you've got the senses, you have motion. It, it reminds me of visiting Universal Studios and you, you go down the elevator and then uh, uh, you, you get into um, that science fiction car. I forget what it is now. Oh, the Back to the Future there car. There you go. Right. And, and in that you have the vision and you have the motion. And I don't think it's going to be long before they uh, adopt that for film. I mean, I, I can actually see in three or four years us sitting in a theater, huge amounts of money to, to make it happen. But actually feeling it uh, in, in our hearts, um, feeling it in our minds, uh, sensing it, having the 3D effect, I can see that happening very quickly. And I don't know whether you would say that that was leaning towards the, the holographic principles at all, but uh, I think it's going to go beyond that. Well, in any development, it, it's going to be in terms of what business will handle and for audiences. How much money can certain people make out of having an experience? Like, you know, we've been to Disneyland, amusement parks, and they've done these things where you're sitting and the, the seats are moving and you're seeing a movie and, you know, that kind of a thing. And that's been done already. I think that 3D is going to key people off into thinking more in terms of using the medium as an experiential way to connect people and to connect us to the world that we live in. And I think good filmmakers, such as the Camerons, the Spielbergs, the Lucases, the, you know, people like that, are going to start to say, well, what can I do with this that has never been done before? And that's what Cameron did. And if filmmakers want to be pioneers, again, just as early filmmakers were in the silent era, who invented the methodologies of cinematic storytelling. When you look at Edwin S. Porter and the Great Train Robbery, when they cut the shots together in a way that told the story and just had an idea, and it worked. And audiences started to connect shots that had no visual continuity to them, such as cutting from one scene to another. And the audience, in their mind, put the story together. I think we're at that point again. So if filmmakers can recognize that we're at this juncture, at this crossroads in terms of movie entertainment and media, I think that there's going to be some amazing things that are be coming out of it, which I can't even predict. Well, in a way, I suppose this is a technological uh, conversion from the Hitchcock style. He, he always wanted to bring the audience into the film, immerse them in the film. Can you imagine Hitchcock having this? Oh, I wouldn't want to give him a 3D camera. No. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. But <laughs> His but, films are intense enough just watching them. But it would be quite amazing. Um, but going back, Randall, because I had the enormous pleasure of spending time with you last week, and, and we uh, spent time with, with Vince Pace, and I, I know that we can't say too much about that. Um, but isn't it extraordinary when you look at a man like that and you see what he's achieved and you see what Jim Cameron has achieved? Uh, and I've directed three or four films myself, documentary, not, not feature films. But, uh, you know, I cannot 
even begin to imagine the torment that they must have gone through with Avatar. Uh, the, the staying power, the dynamics, the grit. Because it takes great courage not to just create a film and to deal with the logistics, deal with the people, uh, deal with the crews. Um, it, it's a great challenge to, to deal with your own mind, to, to keep you on track. Uh, and given, unlike an actor who can act on a stage and, and get immediate feedback from his audience, somebody like that can't. And they're going to go five years praying that they're going in the right direction, not only with the story and the visualization, the lyrics, and uh, but also with 3D. And I respect that. And, and it only shows me, with somebody like Vince Pace and James Cameron, that if they can do that with this, Sky's the limit. I think that filmmakers are some of the most amazingly interesting people on the planet. They create a movie that pretty much comes out of their imagination, or in case of Avatar, out of a dream that uh, Jim Cameron had. And how do you make that world real so other people can experience your dream? And I say on my show that movies are changing the way we think, live, relate, and dream. And the future can be changed by dreams. I mean, great speakers of our current day, of the past 50 years or 100 years or whatever, uh, have, have shown us that. So if you give someone a new dream, you show them a new possibility as a filmmaker, then you've awakened something in the viewer, in your audience. And I think that the challenges that filmmakers go through to get to that point of achieving that effect on people it's incredibly difficult and challenging personally, and you have to have the fortitude of someone who's just who's obsessed and relentless. When you ask filmmakers, I've asked filmmakers on my show these questions of, where did this journey start for you? Because it really is a journey making a movie. And one of the questions that I always ask the filmmaker is, what keeps you going? What was your vision? How passionate were you to create this? And where did that passion come from? And what drives you? And I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of people who interview filmmakers, artists, writers in the movie business, and they never get to asking that question. I think that's one of the things that attracts people to movies is because not only the effect they have on people, but they can communicate through an art form that when people see your movie, they feel a part of you that comes through the film. If you're a great artist or if you're, if you really kind of can put yourself into a movie, Jerry Lewis in his book, The Total Filmmaker, called that, you know, he felt that he could just lick the emulsion. If he just put himself into mm. the film itself yeah. in some form, even, you know, put, <clears throat> put himself right on the film, that he could convey the emotion or the moment in that movie, whether it be pathos, comedy, sadness, whatever. There was just some way to, to do that, get that ability to the artist to put it into the movie. And I think that we're approaching that point today because of the ex experiential aspect of film. And we're going to cover that on our show because one of the things that I like to talk about, as I mentioned, is the personal journey of the individual human being and how they achieve the goal of creating this film through the great challenges, and I think that's one of the things that we're going to consistently cover on our program. Absolutely. Uh, I agree, and I think that that is something that is lacking. Um, we all are uh, soaked in the end product, 
uh, we all see the films. Um, but especially for the younger people, the younger generations who are themselves soaked in technology, there's a need for them to know what went into something. Uh, and there's also a need to understand the human psyche. Um, there's something quite extraordinary when you look at people like Cameron and Vince Pace and many of these uh, incredible directors and actors that we need to understand. We, we need to understand what it is that goes through their mind, what have their past experiences been to get to where they are today. Um, and, and I agree with you, Randall, that that's the idea behind visionary entertainment is to uh, make sure that our listeners and our viewers worldwide have an idea of what it takes, not only in terms of time and labor and expertise, but what it takes for the human mind to make this work. And I think that if people understand what makes the human mind tick uh, in this entertainment industry it will so help them to develop their, their own ideas um, it, it's very easy for anybody to be able to look at a piece of art uh, and try and get something out of it it's more important to see what it was who the human being was behind it to actually create that for you and you and I have both worked on film projects and I've shot a lot of commercials and documentaries and things like that and, and one of the things that is a challenge to any filmmaker knowing having seen lots and lots of movies and television shows and everything else is how to find your own voice uh, this is something where if you look at the career of any great filmmaker you'll see that take for example Steven Spielberg early in his movies that he was uh, like Hitchcock or he was uh, like Stanley Kramer, or, you know, making a comment or something like that. And it took him a while to find his own voice. And in his films like Schindler's List and others, he's found his own voice. So one of the things that, that I'd like to communicate and have through the interviews that we do is to ask filmmakers that question of how do they find their own voice in their work and then how audiences respond to those answers are really determining the aspect of how they're going to walk the journey of their careers in the movie business because the movie business or television or any media profession, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy to want to do these kinds of things. And this project that we're, we're embarking on with creating visionary entertainment we must be crazy as well. Yeah, we are crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, you know, why are, why are we doing this? Well, the reason that we're doing this is because at this stage in our lives is that we, we feel that the media itself is such a powerful tool to communicate to people that if I want to leave a legacy for future generations, because I've, gr I've grown up in looking at media and movies and, and culture as awaiting this time that we're in now. I imagine this time that, we are at, that we're in now in high school and college. And I was, when is this going to happen? And now it's happened. So I, you know, see things happening in the future. I, I've always been able to see trends. So this trend of we have to be more conscious about how we use this tool of media and movies. If we're going to create a future that is going to be more harmonious and peaceful and balanced, for a world, world culture and world society. Because I can make a film as a filmmaker, and even if it's just a little movie, and I can put it up on YouTube, but everybody everywhere in the world can see that. 
So everyone now has the tools in their hands to become filmmakers. So what kinds of movies are you going to be making? What are you going to do with these tools, you personally out there, who are an aspiring artist in some form? What do you have to say? What can your message do to help create a more positive future for everyone? I think those are the questions that we really need to ask ourselves now. Well, and of course, people don't have to aspire to be filmmakers these days. I mean, they, they, they can be anybody around the world, uh, living in a mansion to living in a hut somewhere. Uh, it doesn't matter what the equipment is. It's, it's just going to be important to illustrate what their life is about. And I truly believe with Visionary Entertainment, uh, it's going to give it's going to empower people to do that um, so that we can all see each other see how each other lives uh, and and empower each other Uh, see everybody else's challenges are all common to all of us and and film is something that that makes that um, alive brings that concept of pulling all this information together allowing people to see each other for what they are and for the common challenges that we face i was going to say randall that um it sounds like you're going to be up very late hours drinking a lot of coffee <laughs> oh i don't drink coffee oh no you don't <laughs> that's right you, I, you, you drink. I drink tea which is a uh Helps my brain work. Uh, and it's, it's very good tea. tea. <laughs> and I can attest to that. I can attest, it kept me awake uh, driving for many hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really feel that, as I mentioned, we're, we're at this crossroads because where the conversation needs to go uh, is beyond, you know, the chattering about dollars and marketing and new media distribution. It's really a conversation about a direction and a vision of where it's all going. Where are we going with this? What are we going to do with these tools that we have? And I think that now more than ever, we have the opportunity to reclaim uh, sort of the sacred power of the arts to bring more awareness to creative expression and which could yield tremendous benefits to humanity. I think today's writers, artists, and content creators can now produce media that reflect the totality of the human experience and send it across the world via the web. I mean, that... That means everyone today has the power in their hands to be able to share their experiences in their lives and their community with everyone on the planet. And through social media, like all the social media websites, um, if you have people who connect with you through social media, then when you put something up as a new video or a new message or whatever, all those people see it and all those people can share it. And there's websites now which can have your videos, your messages, you can blog, you can keep an online journal. So we all have these tools in our hands, and I think that we're so taken with movies and television and media is that there's got to be a point where people get out of the position of being spectators and start to embrace the fact that they can be consciously creating and contributing to where we're going through their efforts, through their computers, through their shooting of maybe just a video on their mobile phone and putting it up on the internet because it's their experiences as a human being that can be shared across the internet now that if enough people realize that they have this power and to use it to serve the greater good, I think we're going to see a huge shift in culture coming out of the arts. And I think that people are going to realize that they really do have this power and this freedom to be able to express themselves. Uh, through the forms that we have today and the technology that we have today. 
Well, of course, that that uh, it's a it's a process of elevating you as the believer, the creator, and the messenger from wherever you are. It it's enormous the potential. Um, it is uh, going to show us this very colorful world that we live in with this uh, 3D dynamic. Um, but, you know, it's going to take us further than that. I truly believe as we chart the lives of these people, uh, we're going to see them themselves change. Um, we've had the uh, enormous uh, pleasure of meeting Vince Pace who is just on the cusp of things at the moment, just uh, jumping head first. I, it was strange, Randall, I uh, posed this question to uh, Vince Pace on the radio about a week ago. I said, do you think that you were guinea pigs in any way? And he pushed back on that. He said, absolutely not. He said, we were, um, we were going to get this done. We were the visualists. We, were, uh, we provided everything that we needed to, and we certainly didn't think that we were experimenting. We were just at the base step of, of enormous progress that, that, that they're going to see over the next two or three years. And that's going to be something that I'm going to be excited about, the way that we, we travel with this show with them. And I, I can see with the, the, how technology uh, changes so quickly now. I can see us sitting here now um, a week in or 10 days into Avatar uh, in a completely different situation in even six months from now. I, I can see um, uh, 3D televisions coming through. I can see theaters changing. I can see uh, films. And I think that 3D films are going to appear quicker than we think. It's not as if everybody was waiting until Avatar came out to start producing 3D films. Oh, oh no. So we're going to see a wave of them, and I think it's going to be interesting the way that we chart that, the way that we follow them and work with them and see how they change as human beings in that. Um, the, the, we're excited about uh, offering that to our our listeners uh, and to our um, our our audience and and especially for visionary entertainment uh, being able to do that as you say on TV streaming it podcasting it uh, putting it on the radio is going to be an enormous wealth of information for people and of course we have a huge responsibility in that well our program will be an information resource for the entire entertainment industry because these people are tremendously busy with whatever project that they're working on so we want to be an information resource for the entertainment industry, whether it be movies or television as well, in addition to the general public, because we're, we're all in this together. And I'd like to see, what I'd like to see coming out of Hollywood is the aspect of bringing education back to the world from the expertise that they have. And I think people like Vince Pace and other filmmakers who have this technology can reach out to people who want to... Uh, use these tools. And one of the questions I asked him was, is there going to be an uh, inexpensive version of this 3D technology so independent filmmakers can use it and make better movies with it? And he says, absolutely. Uh, there's, a, there's a way to take this because it's just shooting the 2D film, which is what we're used to, and the 3D film at the same time. And as, as the technology becomes more refined, the cameras are going to become a lot more mobile. Uh, there'll be more handheld capability in them. 
walking around with this very expensive camera on your shoulder. <laughs> so in, in two years from now, we're going to be walking into Radio Shack and, and paying well, $99.99 for a stereoscopic I, camera. Yeah, well, <laughs> who knows? I mean, I, I don't know where all this is going to go. I think it's a, it's a period of great experimentation, great innovation. And you know what? People always make it their own, just like the Internet and just like YouTube. When you look at the phenomenon of YouTube, they just put YouTube up as let's put some videos up on the Internet. Well, until the world and people took it over, it wasn't really anything. But people made use of it because people are very innovative and they're creative. You give them, you give them an opportunity and they'll go, well, how about if we just do this with this and let's do that and let's you know, come up with ideas that the people who created the technology, they couldn't even anticipate. And I think once the public has the ability to use these tools themselves, you're going to see innovations that are going to, just turn people on their heads. I, I and I agree. Uh, I cannot even imagine how this is going to develop because I think what you're saying, in summarization, is that you are in, seeing this incredible technology coming from a few people, and yet the response to and the progression of that technology is, in many ways, not going to be in their hands. It's going to be in our hands because we're actually going to become the contributors uh, uh, and the developers of this technology. That opens up extraordinary possibilities. And, of course, it, it makes um, technology uh, viable. It makes it uh, cost-effective, economical for you and me to be able to go to Radio Shack and buy a camera like this. I certainly can't see us going into Radio Shack at the moment and using one of Vince's <laughs> Fusion cameras. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, they're, they're a bit too heavy. Right. But, but the time is going to come, I agree. Yeah, things, that, as you know, and the way that technology develops, it, at first it's very big and bulky, and then it becomes lighter and lighter and smaller and smaller. And also remember that as processors, these Intel processors and, and chips become more efficient. I mean, you look at the, like I have my Apple computer here today and the hardware that's in this computer a few years ago was just being developed. And that's just a few years ago. Now we're seeing the next wave of technology happen even faster. So as you get into the nanotechnology world and things get really small and they're able to process more and more, you're going to see people and the technology sort of becoming more connected, like some of the things that we saw where you're moving parts of your body and you'll be able to m manipulate the technology. So what you see, you can photograph through your eyes, through your mind, and that becomes your movie. So your experiences can be recorded. And now, because of the Internet, they can be shared. Well, I, I'm just uh, still coming out of the fax machine phase myself. And, uh, <laughs> a, 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 a lot of it is uh, it's not beyond me. I, I understand it, but it, it is extraordinary, and there's no doubt about it. And I did pose this question to Vince Pace, that 3D is bound, in, in, my, uh, in my opinion, it's bound to become the standard. I can't see 2D for feature film being used for anything uh, um, apart from very specialized uh, movies. Um, I can't see any director in a year from now wanting to use anything apart from 3D, N not being a cop-out or, or an, an easy way to supplement a poor story structure. Uh, I'm not saying that, but I, I just cannot see it uh, being... It's going to be 3D. 
And the pressure on individuals like Jim Cameron and Vince Pace must be enormous because I, I, when I was with you last week and I look around me and I think, this is it. This right now is uh, copyrighted material, patented material that nobody can get hold of. The IP is in this building. And they've got, a, they've got a huge responsibility. They've got to take this and, in a way, mass-produce it and, uh, and deliver it for a, a lot of film directors to be able to use this equipment in a very short space of time. Yeah, it's, um, it's a big responsibility for them, and I think, I think they're very well aware of it. And they want to do it carefully, but at the same time, they want to have it available for the industry. And I think because of the success of this film... It is a moment in history, as we started started off saying, to wrap everything up. And it's going to require, I think, more awareness of the tools that we have. Because we can share everything now and everything is available and everything is recorded, it's, it's a different time period than any other time that's been in movie history that has come before. We're at a new, we're at a new position. We're at a new juncture in terms of media and movies. And I think the technology is something that is extremely important. And through our program, through our future series, we want to cover it. We want to be right there with all these new developments. We want to show them to the world. We're going to be sharing them on the Internet. And I'm really looking forward to the future and to all these new developments, new innovations, and to talk about the stories, the people, the art, and the experiences of the viewing audience and how people are reacting to these these new viewing experiences and how they're affecting their lives and how they're transforming their lives through watching a film. And I'm sure that our lives will be changed just as much, Randall, in these coming months with a lot of uh, burning the candle. Um, thank you so much today for being with me, Randall, and uh, for our listeners. You've been listening to David Gibbons and Randall Libero of Visionary Entertainment. We hope that you have enjoyed this program. Randall, thank you very much. Great, David. Thanks for asking me to join you today. And for our listeners, we hope that you have enjoyed this. If you need to find out any more information on Visionary Entertainment, you can go to davidgibbons.org, and there will also be a website uh, that is actually in construction right now that you'll be able to visit to see what Randall Libera and myself are going to be doing here in the coming months. We hope you have enjoyed in discussion today, wherever you are in this world. Good morning. Good afternoon and good evening.